نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in Mecca and he was calling the disbelievers to la ilaha illallah and he was telling them about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They began to question the attributes of Allah. And they began to question the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the disbelievers, they came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they said, Ya Muhammad, O Muhammad, sif lana rabbak, describe to us your Lord. Or describe for us your Lord. And in another narration they came and they said, Ya Muhammad, unsub lana rabbak. O Muhammad, give us the lineage of your Lord. Tell us about the lineage of your Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed one of the greatest chapters of his kitab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed a very short surah, which is known as Surah Al-Ikhlas, or Surah Qul Huwa Allahu Ahad. And Allah jalla wa'ala revealed this surah to answer their question. And Allah jalla wa'ala revealed this surah to establish his oneness on this earth, subhanahu wa ta'ala. This surah is so short, yet the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said regarding it, إِنَّهَا لَتَعْدِلُ ثُلُثَ الْقُرْآنِ That this surah is equivalent to a third of the Qur'an. A third of the Qur'an. So if a Muslim was to recite this surah, he will receive the reward as if he has recited one third of the kitab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why in some narrations we find some of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they will repeat this surah again and again and again, seeking this great reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We also find there was a time when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he sent out an expedition. So the leader of the expedition, the leader of the army of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he was leading his people in salah, he would recite surah al-Fatiha. And then he would recite from the Qur'an. And for every rak'ah just before he went into ruku', he would recite Surah Al-Ikhlas. 
Every rak'ah before he would go into ruku', he would recite Surah Al-Ikhlas. So when this came to an end, and the Sahaba, they saw that this man was praying Salah in this way, they rushed to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to inform him that, Ya Rasulullah, this man, at the end of every rak'ah, he recites Surah Al-Ikhlas. So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Saluhu, li shay'in yasma'u dhalik. Ask him, for what reason is he doing this? So they went back to this man. They said, oh so and so, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is asking us, why do you do this? Why before the end of every rak'ah do you recite Qul Allahu Ahad? So this man he replied, لِأَنَّهَا صِفَةُ الرَّحْمَانِ وَأَنَا أُحِبُّ أَنْ أَقْرَأَ بِهَا Because in it, it mentions the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I love to recite the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they came back to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they informed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about this. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Inform this man that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves him. Inform this man that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves him. And the hadith is muttafaqun alayhi. This man, he had great love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he wanted to recite the attributes of Allah in every salah. He wanted to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah jalla wa ala loves this man. And this is something we need to try and understand. Every single Muslim claims to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But as the early scholars of Islam, they used to say, it is not about how much we claim to love Allah. It is about how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us. So we found that loving Surah Al-Ikhlas and reciting Surah Al-Ikhlas and worshipping Allah Jalla wa Ala with Surah Al-Ikhlas is a reason for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to love us. We find as well how much Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to love this Surah, Surah Al-Ikhlas. When he used to perform the two rak'at sunnah before Fajr, in the second rak'ah, he would recite Surah Al-Ikhlas. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to pray the two rak'at sunnah after Maghrib, in the second rak'ah, he would recite Surah Al-Ikhlas. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would pray witr at three rak'at, in the third rak'ah, he would recite Surah Al-Ikhlas. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make tawaf and perform two rak'at after the tawaf, in the second rak'ah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to recite Surah Al-Ikhlas. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, before he used to go to sleep, he used to raise his hands, and inside his hand he would recite Surah Al-Ikhlas, and then he would recite Surah Al-Falaq, and then Surah Al-Nas, and then he would spit to in his hand, he would go like this, and he would wipe his entire body. Then he would do this a second time, and then he would do this a third time, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was ever afflicted with an illness, or he was afflicted with pain, he would recite Surah Al-Ikhlas, and then he would recite Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas and he would blow on the infected area. When the Prophet would complete the Farad prayer, the obligatory prayer, he would recite Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas once. And in some reports that have been authenticated by some scholars, he would also recite Surah Al-Ikhlas once after every obligatory prayer. How much love Muhammad had for Surah Al-Ikhlas because it establishes the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the kuffar of the Quraysh, the disbelievers from the Quraysh, they said, Ya Muhammad, O Muhammad, sif lana rabbak, describe for us your Lord. Or they said, unsub lana rabbak, give us the lineage of your Lord. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, قُلْ Say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ He is Allah and he is the one. He is Allah and he is the one. He is Allah meaning, Allah is the only one that deserves to be worshipped. This is the meaning of the name Allah. Allah means the one who deserves to be worshipped. So say, he is the one who deserves to be worshipped. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ he is the one, he is unique. Allah Jalla deserves to be worshipped because he is Allah. This is the reason why he deserves to be worshipped because he is Allah, he is perfection upon perfection. Allah Jalla is perfect in every attribute. There is no attribute of perfection except Allah Jalla has the most perfect perfection in this attribute subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was not perfect, or he had any element of deficiency, he would not be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the name Allah, and this is for all of us Muslims, we have to understand, the name Allah is the greatest name of Allah. It is the main name of Allah, and it means it encompasses all of the meanings of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why Allah jalla wa'ala said in his Quran, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَادْعُوهُ بِهَا To Allah belongs all of the great and perfect and beautiful names. To Allah belongs it. So we do not say Allah is the name of Ar-Rahman or Allah is the name of Al-Khaliq. We say Ar-Rahman is the name of Allah and Al-Khaliq is the name of Allah. And Allah Jalla wa'ala, it encompasses the meaning of every name because if he wasn't Ar-Rahman, he would not deserve worship. And if he wasn't Al-Khaliq, the creator, he would not deserve worship. And if he wasn't Ar-Razzaq, the one who provides, he will not deserve worship. And if he wasn't Al-Qawi, the most strong, he will not deserve worship, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the fact that he is the fact that he is perfect in all of his attributes is the reason why he deserves worship, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why when the Christians, they wanted to worship Isa and Maryam, Allah Jalla wa'ala said in the Quran, Kana They used to eat food. How could you worship someone that is dependent? Allah Jalla wa'ala is not dependent, he is perfect. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when the kuffar of the Quraysh, they said to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, describe your Lord to us, or give us his lineage. Allah jalla wa ala said, قُلْ Oh, say, O oh Muhammad, هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ He is Allah, the one who deserves all worship. He is an Ahad. He is the one who is unique. Which means if anyone, if anyone says that someone is like Allah, it is either that person is not the one that we worship, that they are likening it to, or this person is a liar. Because nothing is like Allah Jalla wa'ala in any of his attributes, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is unique. And this is the challenge of Allah Jalla wa'ala in the Quran. If you are claiming to worship someone, then show us that the thing that you are worshipping is unique, that nothing is like it at all from all aspects. And this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is unique, subhanahu wa ta'ala. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ Say Allah, He is the one. Then Allah Jalla wa'ala, He said, Allahu samad Allahu samad Allah Jalla wa'ala is a samad What is the meaning of a samad? A samad is the, the meaning of a samad is that the entire creation is dependent upon Allah and Allah Jalla wa'ala is not dependent on anything. This is the meaning of a samad. The entire creation, whether it be the angels, it be the shayateen, it be the anbiya, it be the salihin, it be the disbelievers, the entire creation are dependent upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the entire creation need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah jalla wa ala does not need anyone. 
And Allah Jalla wa'ala does not need anything. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, لا تأخذه سنة ولا نو. Allah Jalla wa'ala never becomes tired. He never sleeps. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have not created jinn or man except to worship me. مَا أُرِيدُ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ رِزْقٍ وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ يُطْعِمُونَ I do not want them to give me anything. Nor do I want them to feed me. Allah is the one who provides for everyone. And He is the all-powerful. He is the all-strong, subhanahu wa ta'ala. As-samad means the one who is freed from all imperfection. The one who is freed from all deficiencies. The one who is not in need of anyone at all. And every single person or thing from the creation is dependent upon Allah. And if it wasn't for Allah, they will not be in existence. And if it wasn't for Allah, they will not be surviving. And they will not be able to breathe. And they will not receive their provisions. So the entire creation are dependent upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we recite this surah in the Quran, we remind ourselves how weak we are in front of Allah jalla wa'ala. How can we walk on this earth proud? How can we walk on this earth disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when it is only because of Him we are in existence? It is only because of Him we are able to walk and talk and move. It is only because of Him we are able to obey Him or disobey Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah jalla wa ala says, Allah is samad. That Allah jalla wa ala is a samad. The one who is completely independent. The one who is self-sufficient. The one who the entire creation are dependent upon. And the one who the entire creation they need. Then he said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدْ He does not have children, nor was he ever born. And this is telling the kuffar of the Quraysh, how dare you say, unsub lana rabbak? How dare you say, give me the lineage of your Lord? Allah Jalla wa ala is saying that he does not have children, and he was never born, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Jalla wa ala says in the Quran, huwa al-awwalu wal-akhiru wal-dhahiru wal-batin. He is the first, he is the last, he is the apparent, he is the hidden. And the Prophet ﷺ explained this. He is the first, nothing is before him. He is the last, nothing is after him. He is the apparent, nothing is above him. He is the hidden, nothing is closer than him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Jalla wa ala, he has been here for eternity. And he will be here for eternity. And the creation, they have come from nothing. And they will return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they will have to answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lam yalid wa lam yulad. It is also a refutation of the disbelievers of the Quraysh. When they said the angels are the daughters of Allah. Or the Christians when they said Isa is the son of Allah. Or the Jews when they said Uzair is the son of Allah. It is a refutation to all of these parties. How can Allah jalla wa ala, how can you ascribe a child to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Does that mean that someone will inherit from Allah? Does that mean a part of Allah is now inside a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? A part of Allah jalla wa ala is in someone else. And this is disbelief. So the Allah jalla wa ala said, Lam yalid wa lam yulad. And he was never born. To say he was born would mean he is not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because he has not been here for eternity. And from perfection is that you have been here for eternity. And you will be here for eternity. So he said subhanahu wa ta'ala, Lam yalid wa lam yulad. وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٍ And no one is like him subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has no rivals. He has no partners. Nothing is like him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So anyone that claims something is like Allah, or something is a rival to Allah, or Allah jalla wa'ala is in need of someone, or someone has to do work for Allah to make things easier for him, or that Allah jalla wa'ala needs to rest, 
Oh Allah Jalla wa'ala closes his eyes and he cannot see for a period of time. Then they have all disbelieved in Surah Al-Ikhlas. And they have disbelieved in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is such a small surah in the Quran. But this surah is worth a third of the kitab of Allah Jalla wa'ala. Because it magnifies our creator subhanahu wa ta'ala. It venerates Allah Jalla wa'ala. It glorifies him and it praises him. And it reminds the believers that this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the one that we are worshipping. And this is the one who has created us. He is the one who has created us. And he is the one who has commanded us. And he is the one who will take our lives. And he is the one who will resurrect us. And he is the one that we will have to stand in front of to answer for everything that we have done. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Amma ba'd Qala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Qul huwa Allahu ahad Allahu al-samad Lam yalid wa lam yulad Wa lam yakun lahu kufuwan ahad From the blessing of Allah Jalla wa ala and the bounties The infinite bounties that Allah Jalla wa ala has given this ummah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us such a short surah that reminds us of his greatness. That reminds us of his greatness. To tell us how important it is to continuously remind ourselves of the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the surah is so short and almost every Muslim has memorized this surah. It is easy for us to recite the surah in an instant. And by reciting it, we should regain the greatness in our hearts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because whenever we think about how great Allah jalla wa ala is, it should humble us. It should make us want to turn to Him in ibadah, in worship. It should make us want to raise our hands and seek forgiveness. Because how can we, human beings, disobey the one who is independent and self-sufficient? How can we disobey the one who is the reason for our existence? The one who is the reason for our limbs that we disobey him with. He subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with our senses. He has blessed us with our limbs. He has blessed us with our lives. How much of these lives do we actually dedicate to him subhanahu wa ta'ala? He has given us this short surah to keep reminding us of his greatness. And I'm sure each and every one of us, at least once a day we recite this surah in our prayers. At least once a day we recite this surah in our prayers. But do we actually take heed that we are speaking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how great he is. When the kuffar of the Quraysh said, describe, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for us your Lord, this is the description Allah jalla wa ala wanted them to hear. That Allah is the one who deserves to be worshipped. He is unique. He is self-sufficient subhanahu wa ta'ala. He does not have children nor was he born. And nothing is similar to him. And the ulama said, this is a criteria of the one who deserves to be worshipped. So if anyone claims that they have the true law that they are worshipping, put them alongside Qul Allahu Ahad. Do they deserve worship? Are they perfect in everything? Are they unique? Are they self-sufficient? Do they, are they free from having children? And have they been here for eternity? And is there anything that is similar to them? This is the criteria of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
but to remind ourselves that this dunya is going to perish. And if we do not turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before our ending, and we do not understand and implement what we learn from Qul Allahu Ahad about His greatness, then we will have to answer in front of Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is one thing that we can all guarantee, that death is a reality. So let us continuously remind ourselves of the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we can turn to Him before He tells the angel of death to turn towards us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to benefit from His Qur'an, to allow us to benefit from Qul Allahu Ahad, and to allow us to benefit from His speech. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from the people of the Qur'an and from His specific people subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah jalla wa ala to forgive us for all of our sins and allow us to turn back to Him with Tawheed and the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah jalla wa ala only to take our souls when we are in the highest part of our Iman and allow us to enter the highest Jannah without punishment or trial. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Rabbana la tu'akhidna in nasina aw akhtaqna. ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك ثبت قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين اللهم انصر إخواننا المسلمين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم وحد صفوفهم اللهم اجمع كلمتهم يا رب العالمين اللهم عليك بأعدائهم في كل مكان اللهم فرد جمعهم وشتت شملهم يا رب العالمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين أقم الصلاة Thank <laughs> you.